0: After a terrible storm, local officials sent out an emergency warning that the riverbanks would soon overflow and flood the nearby homes. And so they ordered everyone to evacuate immediately. A certain man heard the warning, but he decided to stay, thinking, if I'm in danger, God will save me. Well, the neighbors came by his house and said, you know, there's room for you in our car. Please come with us. But the man declined. I have faith in God that he's going to save me. And the floodwaters poured into his living room, making the man retreat to the second floor. And a police motorboat came by and saw him at the window. Hop in, sir, we're here to rescue you, they shouted. Uh, But the man waved them off, saying, I I have faith that that God will save me. Well, the floodwaters continued to rise higher and higher, and the man had to climb to his rooftop. A helicopter spotted him, and a rescuer pleaded with the man, grab the ladder and climb aboard. But the man still refused, folding his arms tightly and saying, No, thank you. God will save me. Now shortly after that, the house broke apart. The flood water swept the man away and he drowned. And when the man stood before God, he asked, I put all my faith in you. Why didn't you come and save me? And God said, Son... I sent you a warning, I sent you a car, I sent you a boat, I sent you a helicopter. What more were you looking for? Well, okay, if in the midst of this weird, confusing crisis, this difficult time, what, what if God is offering us a place of refuge? Uh, even in the midst of this pandemic, a place where it's possible to be at peace, but somehow we're just not taking advantage of his refuge. Now, to be clear, I'm not talking about a cure. I'm not talking about immunity from a virus. I'm, I'm talking about a place of confidence and peace in the midst of the virus. Well, Scripture tells us that God is actually offering such a place. And my challenge for us this morning, especially in this unprecedented season, is for us not to refuse God's refuge. If you have your Bible with me, would you turn with me over to Psalm 46? I really want to encourage you to have your Bible open at home uh, because I'm not able to put it all on the screen at one time. And also, if you're listening and you don't have a Bible, hey, look, tell us in the chat and we'll find a way to get one to you. In fact, if you're a little sensitive about telling people that don't have a Bible, tell us privately in the chat function if you'd prefer. So Psalm 46 begins in verse 1. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way, and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, and the mountains quake with their surging. Now the key to the whole of this psalm is found in that one little word, refuge, refuge. Refuge, of course, means protection from danger or distress. And here, refuge offers us a picture of what God wants our relationship with him to look like. As we seek God's shelter and protection, placing our life in in his hands, trusting him, God offers us his protection. He wants to be our refuge. And what is it that God's offering us refuge from? Well, from the worst thing we can even imagine, from the mountains falling down and the sea roaring, even from death. Well, one of the safest places to be in Florida is at the National Hurricane Center in Miami. This multi-million dollar structure has 10-inch concrete walls designed to withhold the force of 130 mile-an-hour winds. It was designed to provide a safe environment for people working who monitor the hurricanes. Now, when other residents leave, they choose to stay. But behind those walls, they are safe. So when God says that he is our refuge, he is saying he is our hurricane center. He is where we can go to weather any storm. And for all who take refuge in Jesus Christ... We ultimately have no reason to fear because we are eternally safe. Look, yes, fear will continue to knock at your door, but we don't invite fear in to stay. Uh, Instead, uh, when fear comes, we step into a state of faith because we know that no matter what, God is our refuge. And for all who do take shelter in God's refuge, God promises ongoing refreshment. Let's pick up in verse 4. There's a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at the break of day. Now, geographically, Jerusalem is an arid place. I mean, it rarely rains there. It has no river. But there is a natural spring called Siloam. And to protect the city, King Hezekiah dug an underground tunnel so that this stream could provide fresh water for the people of the city, uh, even when it was under siege. And, And that was the inspiration for the stream that makes Jerusalem glad. And the place where the Most High dwells refers to the temple, where God dwelt particularly with Israel. So this is a picture of perfect peace. In contrast to the total chaos that's raging outside the gates, the seas raging, the mountains falling, the people are at peace. Why? Because God is with his people and his living water is continually refreshing them. Jesus said, whoever believes in me, as the scripture said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. And for all who've taken refuge in him, God offers rivers of continual spiritual refreshment to meet any disaster happening around you. And today, we're facing an invisible enemy that brings disease. When the psalm was written, there was a very visible enemy right outside the gates of Jerusalem. Let's pick up again in verse 6. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice and the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done. The desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes war cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow, shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Every one of us is rightfully concerned about the coronavirus. But imagine if there was a foreign army camped right outside of Cleveland, ready to invade at any moment. Well, when the psalm was written, there were nearly 200,000 Assyrian soldiers camped right outside of Jerusalem, mocking the people of God. Now, understandably, the people were terrified. And so was King Hezekiah. Uh, So Hezekiah threw himself before God, uh, begged for his deliverance. And the next day, the prophet Isaiah told Hezekiah, God has heard your prayer and that God would defend the city. That night, an angel of the Lord went out and put to death 185,000 men in the Assyrian camp. Decimated, the Assyrian army withdrew back to Nineveh. Now, how is it that the Lord defends his people? The psalm says he simply lifts his voice It's the word of God that brings about peace. It's God's word that breaks the bow and shatters the spear. That makes wars to cease. God just speaks and the armies around us fold. Likewise, it's the word of God that brings us true peace in our lives. Jesus, the word, wants to bring peace and end the war raging in your spirit. No matter the circumstances. So how? how? How are the people of God to experience such peace? Let's go to verse 10. He says, be still and know that I'm God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. So what are the people of God to do in the midst of a crisis? Well, the scriptures say we are to be still and know that he is God. Now, of course, God is not suggesting that we sit idly by. In a crisis, the church is never to sit on its hands. Uh, thank God for our, that our healthcare workers aren't doing that right now. And I'm so thankful for the volunteers uh, who safely distributed food to over 70 needy families this past Friday through our food ministry. So, so, okay, what, what does it mean for us to be still? Well, it means that in the midst of our challenges, in the midst of the earthquake, in the midst of the seas roaring, yes, even in the midst of a pandemic, we are to trust in God so deeply that we carry his peace and stillness around in our hearts no matter the crisis. I mean, look, isn't that what you want? Isn't that what you want for your family? To know God's peace in the midst of any crisis. Uh, To not be afraid. Uh, To be at peace no matter what. To be able to be still. Well, of course then, uh, the question becomes, well, okay, Mark, uh, how do we get such peace? Well, if you have your Bible open, you'll notice a little cue at the end of each one of the stanzas. You'll see the word Selah. Now, it's not an easy word to translate from the Hebrew. Maybe the best English translation is stop. Stop and meditate. God says, stop and consider what I just said. Consider who I am. Take time to calm yourself and breathe and recognize that I'm in control. You see, the only way you can retain a sense of peace in the midst of these storms is to deliberately take time to be with God. To allow his word to soak into your heart. To allow him to speak soft assurances of your ultimate safety right into your heart. And to have them with you long enough. And to be with God long enough so it sticks with you throughout the day. And you know, that's exactly what Martin Luther did. Uh, Psalm 46 was Luther's favorite psalm. And, and during the dark, dangerous periods of the Reformation, Luther would turn to his trusted friend, Philip Melanchthon, and exclaim, let's sing the 46th Psalm, and let the devil do his worst. <laughs> I love that. Uh, Psalm 46 inspired Luther's great hymn, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. Maybe you know it. The first verse goes, A mighty fortress is our God, a bulk worth never failing. Our helper he amidst the flood of mortal ills prevailing. Look, I, <laughs> that's awesome. I love the word "bulkworth." Uh, it's an anthem of confidence in God. If God is the one who is our true fortress, our bulkworth, well, let the devil do his worst. So, let me ask. I, I know this is a difficult question, okay? But let's just be honest with ourselves. How much time have you spent in quiet? How much time have you spent in God's word over these past couple weeks? I mean, have you spent even a fraction of the time you've spent watching the news or checking social media? You see, dear friends, look, if you're refusing God's refuge, is it any wonder that you're troubled? Is it any wonder that you're afraid? Instead of obsessing over the most recent news report, let's take time to be still Instead of constantly checking social media, let's check God's word. In fact, uh, why not take Psalm 46 and read it at least once every day this week? But don't just read it. Meditate on it. Slowly read it and allow it to shape your thoughts and guide your prayers. That's what I'm going to be doing this week, and I just want to invite you to join me. And if you do that, and if you, you think and you pray through this throughout the week, email me at mtumney at baypres.org. Let me know how you're doing with that and how God is speaking and if it helps you to be still. Let me close with this. Geraldine Largay. She was an experienced hiker and she was hiking in the Appalachian Trail when she got lost and she eventually died. Two years later, her remains were found by a logging company surveyor. And what's so sad about what happened to this woman is that she was only two miles away from the trail and safety. So have you likewise wandered off the trail? Are you lost without peace? Well, the good news is that God is not far. He's so very near to you. In fact, he's nearer than your next heartbeat, nearer than your next breath. And he doesn't, he, he wants really to offer you refuge and peace. He doesn't want you to be lost. Well, and and what's the trail to find his refuge? God's God's word. God's word will be a light to your feet. It'll be a, a lamp for you. God's word will be the trail that will lead you to safety. It will guide you to find God's refuge and peace. Let's take time to be in God's word. You know, right now, it's not the four walls of your home that's offering you protection. Only God can offer you true and lasting refuge. Every second of every hour of every day, God's presence and power is available to you. And in the midst of this crisis, take the time to sit, breathe, and allow God to calm your spirit through his word. Read your Bible continually in this crisis. Join me in praying Psalm 46 every day this week. And no matter what the news reports, let God remind you that he is in control. Every day, let's meditate on his word and practice being just still. And let's not refuse God's refuge. Let's pray. Father, in the midst of any crisis... In the midst of the storm, it's not easy. It's not easy to be still. Lord, help us to have so much confidence in you that we can be still, that we are not afraid. Yes, fear is going to knock on our door, but help us to choose to stand in faith. And we know that faith only comes as a gift from you. And so, gift us with faith, Lord, especially in the season. And help us, Lord, to spend time in your Lord, in your word. Forgive us for not doing that more faithfully. So we'd ask, Lord, bring us your stillness. Bring us your peace during this time. And we ask this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen.